I was gonna say, wait, I need one more hit, but fuck it, let it roll. I hit it this good. What's up, motherfucker? What up? What up? Thank you for joining us for another episode with Conversation with Pete. And I'm just here to just move the conversation along. IT. I'm IT. Damn, I damn near dropped my torch on me. Again? Lit. No, like, actually dropped it on me. Oh, oh, your most recent debacle? <laughs> yeah. Well, that one was different, which just let me tell you. And I'll tell everybody. I already told you. I burnt the shit out of my hand the other day. And this is what happened. I didn't drop it on me. Me and, me and Boo were outside. And I had it on because I was hitting my pipe and I was staying warm with my torch. And it was on for probably. I mean, it was on for a while. I was smoking. And I turned after I was done. I turned it off and I said, babe, let's go inside. And just out of habit, I picked it up. You know what I'm saying? I just picked it up. I pick it up from the tank. I picked it up from the nozzle, like where I normally pick it up from. And I forgot that I just turned it off. So burned the shit out of my fucking fingers in my hand. Everyone, this is the rookie, rookie of the year. His name is Pedro Vasquez. Might as well get, get to know his name because he is a rookie. I blame it. I blame it on the THC that I was so stoned that I just forgot what I was doing. You know. No, no, no. You can't blame it on THC because then that's another thing that people can blame THC on. But it's my fault, though. I'm the idiot. Yeah, but that's always all the time, though. Without no, no. THC. <laughs> I guess you're right. You know. But with that being said, though. <laughs> but but the. Um, you know, the reason I think that, um, the reason I think that all I, all I got was a little blister on my index finger, actually, is all that I got. It's, a, I mean, it's a decent size one, but I think it's due to my rough hands. You know, I got some pretty rough hands. Like, my hands got callus yeah. on them. They got callus on them. Um, I think that's what protected <laughs> me from getting the blister. But anyways. When you, when you um, say rough hands, what do you mean? Like, do you not put lotion on them? No, I put lotion on it, man, but it's just a matter of time of me. Like, if I just start putting my hands in my pocket, like, after a while, they'll, just, they'll lose all the moisture in them. Uh, and I'll be fucking... I got rough hands. Dry. You're just straight dry. You're not No, dry. man, because I used to work. Wet. I used to work hard. What does that mean? Yeah. Don't you work hard now? I do. I do. But different type of work. Um, just... You know, when you swing a hammer and shit, like, you can get rough hands from what you do, depending on what you do. Dude, you can get rough hands from trimming weed. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure you, yeah, no, you can. You can get callus from a fucking set of pliers if you're doing it 12 hours a day. You can get oh, calluses yeah. from playing video games. You sure can. Um, but the fact of getting callus from video games is more concerning versus swinging a sledgehammer. But... My concern would be why are you swinging a sledgehammer? That's sure we're in a different day and age now where you could probably not swing a sledgehammer if you don't want to. And you could probably just press a button to make something else swing that sledgehammer for you. That's true. Innovation, but that's expensive. Plus we don't wanna we don't wanna lose we don't wanna <coughs> move people out of their jobs. Anyways. Not yet, at least, right? Not yet. Once we're dead, that's fine. Yeah. Um 
Anyways, let's get this. Let's get this started. Isn't there a isn't there a robot? Isn't there a robot that helps you, or that stock shelves at Walmart already? No, I see one here at our Walmart that fucking cleans. Really, just cleans the floor. Yeah, just it's basically like one of those shits you can buy a fucking on Amazon or fucking at Best Buy. Except it's just it's about waist high. So it's a Roomba, basically. Dang. You know? Just a Walmart version. You can Innovation. even see. You can even say. You can even see Equate on it. <laughs> whatever their whatever their brand name is. Oh wow. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. Well, do you think his name is Jose or Steven? I'm sure he has an Hispanic name or the name of the help. <laughs> it's not an Anglo-Saxon name. It's not an Anglo-Saxon name. Hey, really quick, <laughs> I told somebody that at work the other day. I said, well, what ethnicity was this group? <laughs> I was trying to find the best way to say it without saying, like, you know, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So I was like, because she was telling me, God, this fucking group came in and just fucking dirtied the whole place up. She was bitching. And I was like, this is a perfect time for me to ask, you know, who did this? <laughs> what group was this or what ethnicity was this group? Yeah. She kind of looked at me. She's like, uh, I was like, and before she could say anything, I was like, were they Anglo-Saxon? African-American? Hispanic? Oh, and she said, oh, no, they were white. <laughs> she said, oh, she goes, poor, oh, no, poor they girl. were white. Poor girl. <laughs> and then she turns around as, and I said, ah, and then I kind of turned. You know, and she turned and she said, did you just say Anglo-Saxon? <laughs> I said, yeah, I just said Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> and if, if no one knows what we're talking about, Anglo-Saxon, I did I did decide to uh, bring up the the technical term for the Caucasian group, Anglo-Saxons, last week in our podcast. Um, you know, it was just it was just time to throw that out there. Instead of saying cracker, white person, yeah. or anything, we, yeah. we're going to go with Anglo-Saxon. Anglo-Saxon. Going forward from this, therefore, out, you know, me, Pete, are going to identify the <laughs> white American people as Anglo-Saxons. There you go. That's where, And that's where we're at with it. Um, so since we're both not Anglo-Saxon and we are part of the Hispanic race... Um, actually, you know what's interesting uh, about this Anglo-Saxon thing? I think there's two considered technically two races. I think it's Anglo-Saxon, and I think it's um, I think it's like ah, what is it? Dang it! There's it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting because technically the Hispanic race is part of the Anglo-Saxon. Uh oh, Phil's about to drop some facts on you fuckers. Let's see. Classifications. Is it race classifications? No, because ethnicity. There you go. Ethnicity. Let's see. What are the ethnicity? You know, while Phil's looking at that really quick, I just want to say somebody went into the barbecue joint where I work at the other day, and the first thing they said is, I'm vegetarian. So, what the fuck? Um, so, with that being said, I'll elaborate here in a moment. <laughs> Phil, what do you got for us? <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Well, I'm looking through this. I, uh, um, why would you? Why would you walk into a barbecue joint 
that is like flooded, flooded <laughs> with meat. Meat. Like you hear barbecue, you think meat. Like if I say barbecue, I don't think like a salad or like a broccoli stick. You know, I think a big chunk of meat. Like what the fuck is going on with these people? Right. No, I. I th- that's the first thing. Hi, I'm vegetarian. Oh, really? I mean, that's 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 what we got at work. Just so everybody knows. So um, interesting, interesting fact here. So there are five minimum categories for data on race, and there are two categories for data on ethnicity. So the data on race is American Indian or Alaska Native, Asian. Black or African American, Native Hawaiian or um, other Pacific Islander, and then white. Damn, that's a they're and, all one category. Then there's white. Yeah, white. Okay, and then Not just white, white, <laughs> and then ethnicity categories: Hispanic <coughs> or Latino, or not Hispanic or Latino. What? Yeah, interesting. That's weird. And see, the race and ethnicity standards are determined by the U.S. Office of Management and Budget. Interesting. The current standards were published in 1997. Okay. Yeah. Kind of interesting. What does that all that bullshit mean? Um, there's there's a lot of races, and there's two ethnicities. There's two ethnicity categories. (laughs) That's literally all that bullshit means. But at the end of the day, we're going to be terminating white, white colored people or white uh, pigmented people as Anglo-Saxons. Yes, going forward. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? While I'm here, while I'm here, maybe since I do have the World Wide Web up, let's check out what Anglo-Saxon. He's doing this again, people. He's doing it again. What does Anglo-Saxon mean? Tell us. What does it mean? Anglo-Saxon. I can't believe we're on this talk again. Oh, listen to this. What race race is Anglo-Saxon? Northern European historians in the late 18th century called these people Caucasians. From the people of the Caucasians who are pale-skinned but also have ascetic features. Because they wanted an origin story (coughs) for white people. Anglo-Saxons are not a race. They are a language group. So, we are still identifying the pale-skinned white people, Anglo-Saxons. Alright, let's move on forward. Let's We're still about, gonna fucking do let's it. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this vegan vegetarian at a barbecue shop. Yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, the response, though, was... The potatoes and corn are badass with some butter. <laughs> but yes, so and and just like the remarks, you know, like the remarks of some people, I don't want to say the nerve, but when you go somewhere, they don't owe you anything. You know, when you go to Walmart or when you go to Burger King, I'm sorry, but I mean, they don't owe you anything. You're going there to pay for what they have because that's what you want. Or at least that's how it works. You know what I mean? You can't get bent out of shape because we don't have a fucking, we don't have a fucking plant grilled. 
you know, so we don't grill plant. You know, we, we just barbecue joints do that, I'm sure, in Colorado. I'm sure they grill pineapple and all that good stuff, which grill fruit is great. But not everybody's going to do that. Where I work, the fucking motto there is respect the meat. And you're going to fucking walk in and the first thing you say is I'm vegetarian? It's like, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my shit. Get the fuck out of here. In in a in a perfect world, right? But and she just got a little bent out of shape because all we had for her technically was potatoes and corn. And you just gotta sit back and eat it, you know. Like if they start dishing shit out or you know saying shit under their breath, you know, then you just kind of sit back and eat it. But I just thought that was a load of crock, you know. What do you expect? You know, no, here's 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 the interesting thing. Um. Hold on. <laughs> I actually don't expect anything less about Bless that. Bless you. I actually, I actually would 100% with the, with the society and the environment that we're in now, True. that question was completely acceptable. Yeah. Because it, it's... Because and, and, everything's and, in question now. Exactly. Everything's in question. Exactly. Like... You go into a Chinese restaurant, and I've literally seen them serve me a burger before. You know what I mean? Like, anything anything can be done. They're, you know, like, they, there's obviously lettuce somewhere in that place. They were going to serve that lady some lettuce. You know what I mean? Like, they could have made her a quick chopped salad with throw some corn on there or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's options. But, like, they're... Their people, the people have come to um, such a naive outlook that they think that anything could be done for them at any time because, you know what, I'm a paying customer. And anytime I hear that I'm a paying customer, do you know how many other hundred people paid to and they didn't ask that stupid-ass fucking question? But is, is that what makes them specials because they're paying? Yes. Is that what it is? And you but know, you know what, what, though? You when you go somewhere, is you but, pay? But, but... Our business, our our companies have made it okay for customers to act like that. Because yeah. at one point in time, they served that person a salad. They've went above and beyond and got them that vegetarian meal. That was right. the only reason why that person thought it was acceptable to even ask that question. It was probably it probably happened somewhere at some point. What should Somewhere. have happened? What and see, this is one thing that I've been. I got a little. I got a little kickback, but I've definitely tried to, you know, say stuff like inside our and I start our my my job. There's things where they're like, "Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that." But then they go up and then doing it. They end up doing it. So I'm always that guy that's like, "No, we can't do it. Sorry." But then it gets done and underneath gets done. your underneath your nose when they Correct. told you no. Correct. So then they they come in again, expecting the exact same type of service or thought process that they could even ask such a question, and it gets done no matter what, because all we're worried about is a Yelp review, a Facebook review, a Google review, or anything like that, because we don't want negative press, because that's all it is right now. If you get a negative review, no one's going to see your shit ever again. The shitty part about reviews right now is if you get a negative review, your your Google 
algorithm starts going down the list of things that are going to recommend. So, of course, you're going to do some fucking dumb shit that you shouldn't. It says, meat. We have meat. Hey, can I get a salad? Because one point in time, somebody asked for a fucking salad. And that's the only reason that stupid ass person thought they could say, I'm a vegetarian. What am I doing here? Can I get a salad, please? And that means somebody, some stupid manager somewhere said, yes, I'll get you a salad. But I, I tell you what, though, if it was fucking mom, pa's fucking barbecue joint that's been there for 60 years, grandpa's going to say, get the fuck out of here. Where the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> because that's different. Those are standards. Those are standards. Yeah, those, aren't, those aren't corporate. Those aren't corporate bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I work for a big corporation, and some of the corporate bull that happens in there sometimes is just like, seriously? Like, come on. You know, and, and we we supposed to follow these rules sometimes, and we start not following these rules, and we give we give um, a um, we give like an okay for the way people act sometimes. Like there's literally a a Reddit feed that I follow, and there is one thing on there that literally said, if you bitch enough. They'll just give it to you because they want you out of the store. Really? And you know what? Yeah. That's true. I'm not going to lie. That's 100% true. You bitch enough, they're going to give it to you. This You'll get something the- your way, right, that you were initially wanting? Correct. And it's the same thing about this vegetarian going into a barbecue joint. That if they bitch enough, they're going to make them something. They'll figure out something to make that dummy feel I mean, wanted we, and we had something for that dumbass to eat and that dumbass sat down and ate you know what i mean um dumbass wasn't happy that they didn't have a a wider variety but dumbass sat down and ate the vegetables that we had that the dumbass could eat you know so it's just yeah, it just doesn't amaze. It, it just nowadays, like you said, I can totally see why I can see how how people are asking stupid questions that way. You know, um, you know. Speaking of speaking of the store, I was at the store the other day, and I got I got asked a a really really decent question, and and I have a I have an answer for it. But this guy asked me this question. He was a vet. He was sitting there by himself. Uh, he just he opened up. You could tell he was he had been doing shit all day or something. He just wanted to talk, you know. I'm cleaning up the restaurant. It's already after closing time. He's still there, you know. He literally rambles my ear off for 20 minutes after closing, but I have a fucking really, really good conversation with him. So much conversation that within that 20 minutes, the gentleman told me that he tried to commit suicide twice. That's how open he was, you know. And he was a veteran. You know, he had been he had been in since like '98 all the way to I don't know '16, 2016 or something like that. Oh wow! I mean, so yeah, he'd been in for quite some time. No, I'm sorry, '89, '89 to '16. So 1989 to '16. <clears throat> but so open enough that he told me he tried to kill himself twice. He said both times he failed. 
He took it as a sign, never tried it again. Now he's living the happiest life ever. It was a really good Cinderella story. It really was, you know, to hear somebody talk. I have a question. I have a question. Um, and, and sorry to divert from this this wonderful story that we're talking about right now. What? Why do they call it a Cinderella story? It all worked out in the end. Why don't we call it like a Mighty Duck story? A Free Willy story? Yeah. I could see. I was just wondering. I was just wondering. You know, I'm not trying to be any sort of sexist or anything. I was just wondering. Like, well, I, I think I would be more sexist by saying a Cinderella story. Almost definitely. But I was just wondering. Continue on. Continue on. Sorry. We we can we can talk about that. I might have to use that. I might have to use that. Uh, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks story for sure. But he asked me. He asked me. What's the, what's the worst day of your life? What was the worst day of your life? Or when, what happened on the worst day of your life is what he asked me. What made it the worst day of your life? He asked me that real quick. He asked me that real quick because it went along with the story of, of trying to commit suicide. You know what I mean? So he had asked me, you know. Do you, so do you mind sharing your worst day? I want to share it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to share it with him, but but when I sit back and think about it, I don't think I've ever told but maybe two or three people this story. Um, and and this was actually, and I hope it's not sounding repetitive, but this was the one of the best days of my life, and this was also the worst day of my life. And that was just within 12 months ago when mom passed. And the only reason that I say that is before, before anything like that happened with mom, I had the best day of fishing probably that I had ever had in my life. Like literally while all that was happening, I was having the best time, the best day of my life on the water. So much to where I catch and release everything. I know how to cook fish. I know how to clean it. I know how to do it all. I've been doing it since I was a cat. But I was catching so many, I just decided to keep some. And I caught maybe 30 to 40 trout in a matter of 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And and during that whole time, I had no idea, like, guess coming down to the end of it, like, that was the whole time that my mom was passing, you know? And obviously, mom passing is what made it the hardest and longest day of my life. But just the way it all planned out, like, the way it all worked out, like, I'm fishing, and the weird thing about it, it all comes to me in pieces. I might remember the whole day, but when I speak to it, I only speak to it in pieces. It's like I'm fishing, I'm cleaning fish. I'm about to get in the shower. Then I'm out of the shower and I'm on my knees crying because they tell me that I need to get home as quick as possible. And then it's like, next thing I know, I'm at the Waterburger parking lot. 
on the outskirts of El Paso because like my sister called me and my, when my sister called me, my, my sister was just like in the most subtle voice. She was just like, bro, where are you? And I said, I'm on my way. And I said, why are you talking to me like that? And she says, I need you to slow down. I need you to pull over. And I said, well, why are you talking to me like this? And I just remember yelling at the top of my lungs, like the top of my lungs, like screaming at her and asking her, and I cursed too and asked her, why the fuck was she talking to me that way? And I, of course I said sorry later on. But, you know, she just, you know, she told me what she had told me. And it was like, even though I had already left home, left for home, man, I bet, I bet we didn't get home from that point. It must have took us seven hours to get home. Wow. On a three and a half hour drive, four hours, if it's busy. Did you had to pull over? You know, just, I kept pulling over. Like I kept pulling, like we kept pulling over. And I, I kept saying sorry, obviously, you know, but like. It was, it was just like a really, really, really long day trying to prepare myself to what it is I was getting into and not getting into what I was showing up to. That was the biggest. Now, when I sit back and think about it, that was probably one of the more overwhelming things about, you know, this time last year was driving in. What is it that I was going to be seeing and experiencing? You know, I, I lived away from my mom since I was 18, you know, so I was used to not seeing my mom all the time. Hearing her something different, you know, so what I was getting into, I think that's what made it so hard. Like, that's what made it such a long and rough day for me was seeing everybody else that was affected, you know, still to this day. I mean, we don't, we don't have to maintenance mom's grave, you know, as far as we know, somebody goes out to maintenance. It says quite a bit to, you know, for the type of person that she was, you know, and, you know, I have that day coming that one year's coming, you know, brother, you know, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I remember that day like it was yesterday myself. And I was I was in a whole nother country. I was in a whole nother country. And uh, I got a text from Jennifer. Well, Leslie did. And I was having the best day of my life. I was in Mexico. <laughs> I was drinking, sitting by the pool. Just... Checking out bitches, <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? And um, Leslie texts me, or Le Leslie comes up to me and she's like, hey, you need to get, you need to call Pete. You know, why, <laughs> why, you know, like, he, he ain't going to take my call right now. He knows I'm in Mexico. He goes, no, you need to call Pete. His mom passed away. And I just, I walked away. <laughs> I walked away for a while. I, I wanted to call you. I wanted to hug you. I wanted to, 
hold your hand for a minute and just let you know everything's all right, you know. But uh, I couldn't. Um, that was probably one of the hardest, hardest days, you know, in, I guess, trying to enjoy my vacation after that. It was more along the lines of, is my brother okay? Is he all right? You know? And, and, and I knew, I knew you weren't going to talk to me for a little bit. And, and when you did, it was just kind of like, I think you just needed to hear my voice and I needed to hear yours. And we were all right, you know. Yeah. Um, I know, I know, I didn't, I know, I didn't know your mom for thirty million years like you did. But like, man, every time that I've ever been around your mom, she treated me like I was her son. You know, so it, I, I lost a mom too that day, and yeah. it was rough. It was rough, and you, you know, the craziest part, and I think about that question, that veterans question. Is my hardest day ever was also when I lost somebody. And and when I lost this person, it was it was it was it was fucking earth shattering, you know? And for some reason, always during around this time, holidays and yeah. Everything everything gets a little bit more rough. And and you know, during this time, I just want people to know like you don't know what anyone's going through during the holidays. Holidays are actually the highest rate for suicide because there's so much going on. There's so much there's so much just so much and and for some reason it's it's just when people start dying and it's not because it's it's happy you know and you need to lose something to be happy or you need to have people come together or whatever you know it's i guess what i'm trying to say is be a little bit more sensitive to people in this time uh cuz it's you don't know. You don't know if they lost their mom, their dad, their brother, their sister, their best friend. And for some reason, fuck, for some reason, it's always, always around the holidays. Always. I lost my grandpa during this time. My dad's dad. You know, you've lost your mom during this time. You know, like, there's a lot of people out there that's lose people around this time. And you want to be joyful. You want to be excited. You know, but then you wonder why there are a bunch of Grinches out there. And they're not Grinches. They're just, they're they're thinking about somebody else. They're not thinking about, oh, I got to put up Christmas lights. No, I'm wondering what mom's doing right now. I'm wondering what grandpa's doing right now. You know, I'm wondering if they're thinking about me. They don't, they don't care, you know. And I guess all I'm saying is just be nice to people around this time. And you should just be nice to people all the time. But yeah, man. That story's rough, that... dude. That story's rough, man. I didn't I didn't know that you were fishing that day. I had no idea. I just I just know that I just remember when Jen texted Leslie like told me what was up. <laughs> that yeah. was rough. And um you know it's 
losing my mom a week before before Christmas. I mean, I guess that's kind of how it played out for for her, you know. And I, you know, this past holiday, of course, I didn't I didn't want to be around anybody, you know. And I can see on how people are Grinches, like you said. I mean, there's something or somebody else completely on their mind. And my mom's always going to be on my mind around that time. She's always on my mind, period, you know. But a week before Christmas, five days after my birthday, you know what I mean? And December will never, December won't ever be the same. You know, I, I can't fathom. I'm just, you know, trying to wrap my my head around that it's been almost a year since I've, since I've, you know, spoken to my mom, you know, I always tell these first time parents or whenever I have conversation with people, I always tell parents, you know, there's going to be a first time you pick up your child and there's going to be a last time you pick them up. But when you look at the overall of just people in general or people you know, there's going to be the first time you talk to somebody and there's going to be a last time you talk to somebody. It goes the same way. And it's just, you know, coming closer and closer to that one year anniversary of my mom, I just, you know, I just kind of miss her, you know, and just what I wouldn't give, you know, to have like that like five minute conversations, you know, it would go, it would go a long ways, you know, but good thing is I got, I got the memories, I got video. So that's always something that I play, but just remember that, right? I guess there's a, there's a first time you talk or see somebody, then there's also a last time. We just don't ever know what it's going to be, I guess. No? And I guess another thing I have to say about that, too, is if you if you have any if you have any, you know, hard feelings towards your parents, there's always been some, some sort of weird thing between your mom or dad. Fix it. It's worth it. It's 100 percent worth it. Because one second they could be gone and you didn't even get to say sorry. You know what I mean? And, you know, I've, I've been there. I've been there before where me and my parents, we didn't even click. We didn't even want to talk to each other. We didn't even want to look at each other. But uh, I I, would, I will not let that happen. Yeah. Good I'd rather, thing that time's passed, huh? Yeah. Way good thing that time's passed. I uh, I could not not see my life without my parents. Um, or at least some sort of memory of them. So if I was still mad at them, or if I was still like, fuck you, it would suck. <laughs> it would absolutely suck. So yeah. anybody out there who needs to figure that out, please do. It's worth it. You'll feel so much better. You'll feel so much better. Yeah, the weight of it will kill you. So just get the weight off. <laughs> you know. Get the weight off. But hell, you know what? We're gonna, we want to end it. I want to end it with that story. wasn't too long today, but it was long enough. Uh, hey, check out my Friday show and Phil's Wednesday show. Yeah, his is the biscuit with Pete <laughs> on the 5 radioxlcom 
We have a new updated biscuit too. I love it. It's just a single biscuit. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a pink biscuit. You can think whatever you want of it, but it's a pink biscuit. Um, you do got underground with me um, on Wednesday on the Five Radio XL, which is tomorrow. Bitches, you better be listening. Yeah, listen. If you got if you got some SoundCloud samples that you want us to play, <laughs> send it over. Send, send it. I want to listen to your mixtape. <laughs> uh, send a, if you need to send us a hard copy uh, cassette tape, maybe we can convert it. <laughs> I, can convert it. I can convert it. I'll just have to record it via my phone and then, like, you know, compile it from there. But um, thank you for joining us. Um, Pete, thank you for sharing your story, man. That was. That hey, was thank you for sharing yours as well. And um, everybody, love each other. Listen. If you don't listen, go fuck yourself. Yes. Yeah, no, straight up. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this is Phil. That over there is Pete. We love you both. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace out.